This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. And this is Finance Talkback. I'm Jane Klein. Barry Preston is here. Hello, Barry. Hi, Jane, and hi to all our listeners. Hope everyone's fit and well and uh, enjoying life. And, of course, listeners can be part of our program, 49216216. And before we get into the program, we have a caller, Barry. Fantastic. And Eric joins us. Hello, Eric. Hello. Good day, Eric. How are you? Oh, good day. Not too bad. First of all, let me tell you, I am not a shareholder, but I enjoy your program tremendously. Thank you very much. <clears throat> now, uh, a short story. Three weeks ago, I won $11,000, a payable in a fortnight if I sent a check for a handling fee about $40. <laughs> now, that company, I never had any dealings with it. No. It is from Holland. Ah, now that's unusual. Um, do I detect an accent? No, I am a German. Oh, fair enough. No, I just thought it might have been similar in that area. Okay, fair enough. Keep going. Now, you've never heard of this company before, and all of a sudden you've won 11,000 whatever. Yes, I am a confirmed unique winner, <coughs> and when you see all the uh, signatures and stamps and so, that looks so official, you know. Yes. Now, uh, the funny thing is, I didn't uh, reply, naturally. <laughs> Not unless you want to part no. with $40. No, the, the funny thing is, this week... I got the other letter from the same company, and this week I have won $72,000. You're a very lucky person that you didn't send any money. Oh, yes. I had this week, Eric, would you believe, about five phone calls from our listeners, and some of them actually clients of ours, yes. saying that they'd won money. One of them won something like €600,000. Oh, God. And he'd never heard of the company. Now, isn't it funny? You see, what they do is they send out heaps of these letters. Yeah. Now, could I be very uh, open with you and just ask you this first question? When you read it, what was your emotion when you first read it? Oh, first, I said, oh, great. Aha, guess what? You see, they're playing on human emotion. Yep. Now, number one, as soon as you send $40 to them, that's it. They think, ah, excuse the expression, another sucker. That's right. Beauty. Now, if they send out hundreds of thousands of these and they only get a strike rate of 0.5%, that could be in the vicinity of thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000. Not a bad little uh, lurk, is it? That's right. But you got another 75000 win from the same company. Yeah, after three weeks. You'd reckon they'd wake up, wouldn't you? Oh. One, one letter and that's it. That's ridiculous. How can you win twice, <coughs> you know, from the same company you never heard of? It's a scam. Yep. That's and the right. best thing you can do with it is tear your name and address off it, shred it, or whatever you like, but don't put it in the paper bin with your name and address on. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but thank you for phoning. What uh, I've had uh, a number of comments from a lot of, from a, actually similar comments from a lot of our listeners saying thanks very much that we keep them aware of these scams. We try to keep one step ahead of them. Yeah, that's <coughs> what I thought I ring you because there will be many more people who receive letters like that. Oh, absolutely. And the big thing is if I send $40, I'm going to get 11000 <laughs> In actual fact, you're $40 down the drain. See, it's very <coughs> easy. If I'm really the winner, they could take the $40 off the $11,000 and send me the rest. <laughs> yeah, but they wouldn't give you anything then, would they? <laughs> no. No, <why? laughs> Eric, look, thank you very much indeed for phoning, and we do appreciate you to bring that to light and let other listeners know that it's just not me yeah, here yeah. sitting and getting these things, that somebody else is getting them out. And as I say, I had five calls this week. A couple of them were clients that received similar sort of things. So there's a mass mail. Oh, yeah. Tell everyone that they're scams. Uh, all right, I will do that. And keep up the good work. And thank you very much indeed for listening.
Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, Bye. Eric. And there's another email floating around also at the moment, the Bank of Queensland. I spoke with the guys at Charlestown. Hi, all the listeners at Charlestown, the Bank of Queensland. And there's a butte scam. Oh, not a butte scam. It's a scam, an email. And this is one of the most sophisticated ones I've seen. When you go into it and to have a look at it, it's really got it covered. You know, they talk about the security and what you should be doing and they're against all these scams and be careful and so forth. And they ask you to send your password and uh, PIN number. So if you get one of these listeners, please, and tell everyone you can, Banks, to the best of my knowledge, do not send you any correspondence, whether it be email or whatever the case may be, and ask you for your password and PIN. They just don't do it. Delete it. Forget it. Okay. Getting emotional there I am, but these scammers, they're out there to rip you off. And they're clever. <clears throat> and they're using simple terms. Okay. First of all, let's have a look at the markets at the moment. Well, before we do that, yes? Barry, we've got another caller. Wow. And Bernard joins us. Hello, Bernard. G'day, g'day. G'day, Bernard. How are you? Good, mate. I just heard the other caller. Mine was two and a half million. Oh, By Eric would be disappointed now. By <laughs> oh, mate, he's, you got one for two and a half million. Yeah, they're flying around. Million American. <clears throat> American, this one? Yeah. Wow. Uh, I didn't read the whole thing. But you I just deleted it. And, and she said she didn't want two and a half million, so I thought, oh, well, all right. Yeah, just delete <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> Blase. <laughs> yeah. Exactly easy coming as you go, mate. Ah, uh, look. They're coming, they come fairly regularly. I get one of them every couple of months. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, and, and the point is they catch people. What we try to do is keep all our listeners ahead of the pack. Yeah. And I think we're yeah, doing right. that. Um, yeah. A few things we brought up on air about getting your money back from the tax department if you've got fully franked dividends and you don't put in a tax return. We've had a couple of calls this week. One lady got $1,900 back, which was brilliant. Oh, Didn't yeah. even know she had it. Yeah. And I'll mention okay. that again. But anyway, I'm very I'm very sad that you didn't get your two and a half US million. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> Enjoy deleting it. That's the main thing, right? Exactly. Fantastic. Thanks, mate. Okay, Thanks, let's keep up the good work on it. For sure. Tell everyone. Thanks, mate. <coughs> Bye, mate. Bye. We're trying to keep Newcastle and all our listeners area or the Hunter Valley free of these. Uh, I use the word mongrels with all due respect to the dogs that uh, call that sort of thing. I love puppies and, uh, yeah. <coughs> anyway, we've just got to be one step ahead of them. Let's do our uh, work as we do this week and bring everyone up to date uh, on all the uh, people out there that are scavenging for gold. You see, this week, gold 638, or well, this time, yesterday, six, not this time, yesterday, gold at the last price I looked at was 638.25 US, which is equivalent to 815 Australian. Last week, it was 810 Australian. So, because of our dollars strengthened, even though last week the US uh, ounce was 627 which is $11 difference ours has only gone up $5 so because of the strength in our Australian dollar copper 6,970 US 8,905 last week it was 8,873 Aussie nickel $33,300 spot on and that was equivalent that is equivalent to 42,554 Australian dollars last week it was 41,169 Australian dollars so there's a $1400 increase mm. uh, yet it only went up about um, um $1000 US so you can see there's a, a big difference sorry $2000 US there's a big difference because our dollar is strengthened against the US we don't have to pay as much. Do we know why we've uh, our dollar has strengthened? 
the US dollar weakened. Ah. Mainly our dollar strengthened purely because the US dollar weakened. So we're not alone in strengthening against the no, US dollar. No, 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 definitely not. And uh, the, the US dollar, uh, there's a lot of comment that the US dollar is overpriced because of the huge debt that it's carrying, trillions and trillions of dollars. And a lot of it's building up in Asia. They're building up. Uh, I have uh, had uh, people on the air telling us that uh, the West is in debt. And the mm. East is in credit mm. and in huge amounts of credit. Anyway, let's go. Here we go. If you had one US dollar, it would cost you $1.27.7. Last week it was $1.29. And with your Australian dollar, you would get 78.24 cents US. And last week it was 77.04. <clears throat> so there's the difference. British pound hasn't changed that much. Last week you would have got, uh, or it would have, one British pound, you would have got uh, 2.47. Okay, and with your Australian dollar, you only get 40 pence. Last week, 40.04. New Zealand, 86.62. Last week, you, um, sorry, your one New Zealand dollar would cost you 86.62 Aussie. Last week, it was 86.59. And with your Australian dollar, you would get $1.15.4. Last week, $1.15.6. So not much change there. Barrel of oil, it's up, mm, up $5.00. $5.20 actually, US, 62.45 this week. Last week it was 57.28. But because of our Aussie dollar strengthened, uh, it's only 79.8, whereas last week it was 73.9. Mm, that's at, still an increase though, It's still it? an increase at the bowels of this morning at the same time. Last week it was 121.9. This week it's 123.9. So mm-hmm. no comments on there that. There we go. When we come back, uh, we had some questions last week. People were wanting to know about, and I had a few calls at the office about the, the uh, gallon, the US gallon, mm. barrels of oil and the carrots. I'm talking about gold and gem carrots. So I'll bring you up to speed on that. Excellent. This is Finance Talkback 49216216. If you have a comment or a question for Barry Preston. And Barry, you're having a quick look at the market. Yes. Um, strange week, the market in America dropped only 200 points. But it's come back up again. It hasn't reached back to its uh, point where it was last week. Um, last week, this time, the Dow was 12,326. This week, it's 12,226. So it's still 100 points down on where it was. Our market last week was 54.26. This week, it's 54.51. That's at a half past 11. Mm-hmm. And I'll just run through very quick. There's been a lot of activity on the market as far as takeover. We've all... A lot of us have read about the uh, uh, attempt to um, bite into Qantas uh, by the Macquarie Bank and the Texas Pacific Group. Well, Macquarie Bank has also teamed up with Tattersalls Limited to make a takeover bid for a British gaming venture operator, Talarius. Uh, Seven Network announced that it would enter into a joint venture with the US private equity giant Kohlberg, Kravis and Roberts, which is, uh, I think, also chewing at Coles Mire. Angus and Coots received a takeover offer from rival New Zealand-based jeweller James Pat. And then, then it, on the other side of us having a bite at things, ANZ Bank is uh, announced that it was purchasing 19.9 stake in the Shanghai Rural and Commercial Bank for about $330 million. Um, where else are we? Um, that's about as far as um, uh, takeovers are concerned at this stage in the short... Uh, Sounds as though there's a bit of... Oh, there's a lot of movement. Shift. And when we look at this, we hear, uh, when we go through our... We're going to have a look at some ethical stocks later, and some of the ethical stocks are operating in overseas markets. So it's just not 
other stocks or other companies operating in the Australian market. But what I'll do is I'll fly through very quickly our uh, prices that everyone, or a lot of people say thanks very much for them, instead of them looking at the TV or listening to the news. They listen to 2NURFM 103.7 to get the latest stocks. National Bank is up 18 cents to 29.21. ANZ up 26 cents to 28.54. CBA up 15 to 47.61. Westpac up 12 to 24.42. St George bucked the trend down 20 cents to 32.83. Macquarie Bank up 43 cents to 72.78. AMP up 5 cents to 9.45. Insurance Australia Group down 1 cent to 5.69. Woodside up 90 cents to 37.42. Australian Gaslight is down 6 cents to 15.74. Foster's up 2 cents to $6.70. Rio Tinto up 59 cents to 74.47. BHP up 31 cents to 26.16. Woolworths up 11 cents to 21.71. David Jones down 1 cent to 3.78. Coles is up 2 cents to $13.48. Harvey Norman is up 3 cents to 6... Sorry. Up three cents to four dollars and two. Publishing broadcasters limited down eighteen cents to twenty dollars seventy nine. Telstra, the old stock is up one cent to three seventy four. And Telstra, instalment warrants or instalment shares up two cents to two dollars thirty one. Qantas is down four cents to four dollars ninety. And if anyone uh, goes into the internet and is looking for Coles Meyer, the old code was CML. Well, the new code is CGJ. Oh, those, those mm. were... <coughs> and the Australian Gaslight. Coles, wasn't that mm. the original G.J. Coles? G.J. Coles. Man's G.J. Coles. G.J. Coles, that's C.G.J. Because yeah. they've got rid of Myers C- now, have they? C.G.J. Well, so Myers has gone... Got it all around yeah. the other way. <laughs> C.G.J. Also, Australian Gaslight, it used to be A.G.L., that's now A-G-K. A-G-K. So if you've lost your stock, it's, it's still there. It's still there. <laughs> Barry, we have another caller, and Alistair joins us. Hello, Alistair. No, Alistair doesn't join us, it seems. We've lost him. If Alistair would like to ring back with his question yeah, or comment, we'd love to. Now, last yeah. week um, we got uh, into oil. We had a, I had one caller and uh, <clears throat> then we had a, a lot of callers at, back at the office concerning oil. And my researchers tell me that a barrel of oil contains U.S. 42 gallons, which is equivalent to the imperial gallon, which is the English gallon that we use, 35. Uh, so an imperial gallon is bigger than mm. a, yeah, now, 35 imperial gallons. Mm-hmm. Look, I got into this and I got really confused because they were talking about dry barrels or dry gallons and all these sort of things. <laughs> we won't go into that. It's an interesting story. <laughs> but uh, apparently that's how they used to measure corn and grain and so forth, a gallon. Ah, it's just dry, dry food. <clears throat> yeah. Now... The 42 US gallons is equivalent to 158.98 litres. Yes. And the 35 imperial gallons is equal to 159 litres. So let's say 159 litres. They're both the same in litres. That's a lucky thing. Hmm. (laughs) One gallon in US is 3.785 litres. One gallon in the imperial is 4.546. And the imperial gallon is equivalent to 1.2. 201 US gallons. I hope that helps people. Weights and measures. Now, that was, that was one question. That was on <laughs> it was. List. And then we, we got into some agriculture. Somebody mentioned uh, carrots. Yeah. And this is a C A R A T. Well, first of all, let's look at it from gems. The actual carrot is a unit of weight or for diamonds, pearls, and other gems, and it was formerly equal to 3.16 troy grains, which is 205 milligrams. Mm-hmm. And apparently the international metric carrot, <coughs> which is abbreviated MC, is 200 grams. 
where we 200 milligrams was made the standard in the United States in 1913 as it was the standard in Belgium, Denmark, Great Britain, France, Germany, Japan and the Netherlands and also Sweden. And a carrot grain is one quarter of a carrot. Now, that's for measuring your diamonds and so forth. A carrot is 200 milligrams. If you look at gold, that's a different measurement again. A 24 carat gold is a, has a fineness of 999, and I think that's measured as 99.99% pure. <clears throat> now, 12 carat gold is 50% purity. 18 carat gold is 75% purity. Now, if you look uh, in the actual uh, percentage measurements or point measurements, 24 carat is 0.9999, 22 carat is 9.916. Let's come down to 9 carat is 0.375. Now, 22 carat gold <coughs> is 0.916. That's 22 or 98% Gold, 1% silver, and one part copper. Because 24 karat gold is very soft, and if you had a 24 karat gold ring, it would wear away and so forth. So, so you that's need why something to toughen to it up. Yeah. So that is uh, my understanding of measurements. I am not an expert on these, but I got them off the web. And there's a lot of places on the web where you can get these sort of things. <clears throat> but I did find it quite amusing. I went into one website and got a picture of a barrel of oil. And uh, Graham from the studio here from the station gave me one last week. And when I look at it, what they extract from it is different. Like mm. they get bitumen tar, they get diesel oil or diesel fuel, uh, lubricants, etc., etc., etc. And one was a Californian one, and I'm not sure what, what Graham's was. It might have been the imperial, the British measurement, and they get different percentages of it. And I think the fuel they get from the uh, the oil uh, is approximately, where are we, 51.4. That's the American one. That's for our car fuel. And the other one was petrol, 19.5. So obviously they measured them in different uh, manners as far as uh, extracting things. Okay, so when we come back, we're going to be talking about ethical stocks. Again, I hope I got the message across as far as measurements. I was never very good at that at school. <laughs> I was always late getting home because it took me longer to get home, uh, the distance and so forth. I see. Distances as well as weights. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so we look forward to ethical stocks. Ethical stocks, what are we on about? Can they really be ethical? Well, we hear this a lot in the market at the moment. We hear ethically friendly. Green stocks, enviro-friendly stocks, and what people are probably looking at, um, I did see the definition, uh, a definition, and it basically said, or it actually said, what the writer considered to be an ethical company, uh, and don't, I don't want to get involved in debates on this sort of thing because we can have different opinions and different ideas and so forth. We're just talking about something that I read, and uh, it's a matter of opinion, of course, but a company that doesn't, by its operations, harm the environment nor take advantage of the weak. It produces things, goods, products that improve the quantity, sorry, the quality of life and does so in a sustainable way. Now, that looks pretty reasonable if that's what you consider to be an ethical stock. 
here comes the project that a lot of people face, <clears throat> putting that statement, if they believe that statement to be true, or putting a stock into that statement and saying that company fits that, that description. Mm-hmm. So what I've decided to do uh, for this week is I've just dragged a few out that I think fit that description. And we'll whether see. Yeah, we'll have a look and see why you think they fit that description. Yeah, absolutely. So what we'll do is... Um, we're going to have a look at we're going to have a look at some of these stocks, and the first one that comes to mind is a company called Geodynamics. Right now, Geodynamics. You think what is Geodynamics? Well, it's a company that's uh, based in uh, Milton, Queensland, and what it does it's a renewable energy company involved in the development of geothermal energy generation from hot fractured rocks Sounds deep good. Hmm. in the earth. In South Australia. Now, its concept relies on generating heat through heat-producing granite below the Earth's surface, and apparently energy is extracted through an artificial reservoir. I assume that that's... uh, A dam of some kind. I don't know. Uh, Maybe I'll uh, get into this company and find out and get Mm -hmm. one of them to talk to us about it. But uh, heat-producing granite below the Earth's surface, energy is extracted through an artificial reservoir that circulates through heat trapped under underlying rocks. And apparently what they'll do is they'll drill down into this, into this area, pump water down and heat to a huge temperature. And as it comes back up again, probably certainly not the same hole, um, energy is produced. They can produce electricity, heat or whatever they have to do. So um, it's, it's operating in South Australia. And I have read a couple of things on the company. Uh, it's having it had a bit of trouble drilling, of course. I suppose drilling down into the heat uh, well, could melt the actual way, drill and mm-hmm. so forth. It's a long way down. It's, it's many kilometres down. But what I thought we'd do is uh, see if we can talk to this company. and uh, That'd be great. And find, find out, out what are they doing, why are they doing it. And uh, it sounds to me if they could get this produced, it would be an, a terrific thing because it's below Earth. It's bringing up heat, which is turning it into uh, power, which can generate. And it would be renewable. Well, from my opinion. So that company, in my opinion, would fit that description. We have another call? We do. Marjorie joins us. Hello, Marjorie. Oh, hello. Hello, Marjorie. How are you? Oh, good, th- good thanks, Barry. I, just, um, I didn't um, hear you the other day when you were talking about the dividend and Westpac on shares. Mm. I have some Westpac shares, but we'd, I don't pay, I didn't earn any income and pay any tax I, last year. I did have some income from savings accounts. <coughs> right. But I didn't actually go to work and have... You um, didn't complete a tax return? Oh, I haven't um, done the tax returns yet. But you will be doing the tax return? Yes. Okay, well, when you do your tax return, you've got to put in your dividend that you receive from Westpac and they would have, or any company that give you a fully frank dividend or any dividend, whether it be franked or not, you must put that into your income. But when you do it, they tie up your return with what Westpac would send to the Australian Taxation Office. And they would make the adjustments on your form there. But if I haven't paid any tax, hmm. um, well, you get a refund. Will I get a refund, even though I have earned income? Yeah, but how much? You see, it all depends whether you've earned above the threshold, which is six thousand dollars. I'm not a tax expert, by the no, way. I don't think we will be over the threshold. Well, if that's the case, then assuming that it's correct, you would receive it, uh, the, all of your franking back from. Uh, 
of the dividends you received. I will. Mm, you should. Whether you will or not, I don't know. Do you need to ask for that, Barry? If you put it in your tax return, you don't have to because it will tie up. But when you fill your tax return in, again, as I say, I can't give you tax advice, but when you fill your tax return in, you would put that in mm-hmm. and it would compute it for you when it goes to the tax department. Good. So um, you would get a refund based on that information. Good. I was anxious because I thought if I hadn't paid any tax, they would want to give me any money back. You, well, actual fact, let's go back a step. When you say you haven't paid any tax, tax money. has been paid on your dividend at oh, 30%. That's right, it has. Mm, so you have paid tax on your dividend. You didn't pay it. Westpac on your behalf paid it. And I assume you sent your tax file number to your Westpac shareholder? Oh, yes, I your share Your share registry? Yeah. Well, they'd send that off on your behalf. All right, yeah. Mm. Is there anything else that, like, um, with, um, we know when you, I suppose you're not a tax expert, so... No, I can't give you tax advice under the law, yeah. Okay. Do you have an accountant? Oh, yes. Yeah, well, he'll fix that all up for you. Thank you very much. Lovely. Thank you. And that's the beauty thing about fully frank dividend. Yes, I was just anxious about it. I think you know, I was thinking, all oh, that money, and I'm not going to get it back. No, no, no. And while we're talking about that, uh, I do have a lot of listeners that uh, talk about uh, um, having shares, and when they phone up, they want to buy more or sell more or sell some. I do ask them, um, because you can, they often say they're the pensioners, that they don't fill in a tax return. And I have asked them on many occasions, have you ever got any money back from the tax department? And they say, no, because we've never paid tax. But the shares they're selling are fully franked, and the tax department is holding money on their behalf. All right. But I did sell some shares. I sold my IAG shares last year. That's all right. And, um, but you know how some were given to me as a gift. No, no, no. They weren't actually given to you. You were a member of a, mut- a company, a mutual company, and it, it privatised. That's all. Some yeah. I purchased. Yeah, fair enough. But the account will have to work. <laughs> They'll all work all that out for you, no problems. Don't you worry about it. Okay. But okay then. Thank you very much, Marge. Thanks, Marge. Bye, bye, Marge. Bye. But anyone that's listening and doesn't fill in a tax return that does get fully frank dividends, the number you need at the tax department or to phone is thirteen twenty eight sixty one. That's thirteen twenty eight sixty one. These are people that don't fill in tax returns because of their income. They don't have to, but they still get fully frank dividends. And the tax department is holding money on your behalf. As I said at the beginning of the program, one of our clients that we were talking with got about $1,900 back that she did not know she was entitled to. That's a nice Mm. windfall. And when we come back, more... More ethical companies. We'll have a look at some more. Some more fit the bill to a new RFM 103.7 finance talk back. Novagen comes to mind. Okay. Now, Novagen is a international pharmaceutical company with expertise in the area of isoflavins. Uh, there's things here that I can't even pronounce. Phenolytic therapeutics, uh, primary dietary supplements, etc., uh, etc. Et and there's products I often see in the chemist at the moment. I, I can't think of the name of it. It's a red clover product. Uh, I think it's recommended for for the for females with uh, what are they called? Uh, I don't know, but there's after, something there. Okay. Uh, I can't think of that. Uh, what it is. But uh, And the name doesn't come to mind at the moment, but I often see this coming up in reports on Novagen. But it's looking for uh, anti-cancer drugs, um, oh dear, other sort of things, cardiovascular disease, and it seems to be working in that ethical, uh, helping people with their quality of life and so forth. So there's probably another one that one could call... Uh, I'm not saying company? that they're ethical companies, because <laughs> a lot of companies... Are ethic, most companies that I know of are ethical. 
they operate in an ethical manner. We're yes. talking about uh, sustainable energy, uh, not damaging the environment, etc. These are the sort of companies we're looking at today. Blackmore's Limited. Now, most people would know about Blackmore's when you go into your local supermarket or your chemist and you see all the vitamins on the wall. Blackmore's Limited. Mm-hmm. Now, Blackmore's uh, Limited, uh, it's a distributor of branded vitamin and herbal supplements to the Australian market. Products are distributed primary, primarily through the retail pharmacies, supermarkets, and to a lesser extent, health food shops and professional outlets. So it also provides advisory service and so forth. So you'd probably pop that one into the... Into the ethical, ethical basket. Ethical basket. Now, here are two that we often hear about, and one's been in the news recently concerning the um, cancer vaccination for uh, ladies or mm-hmm. young yes, girls. Several cancer. CSL. Mm-hmm. Now, CSL uh, specialises in uh, biologically based healthcare products, and one of the biggest things it's involved in is blood products. Now, it not only operates in Australia as far as these are concerned, it operates throughout the world. It's uh, a fairly big uh, company as far as that's concerned, and that would be called its plasma services. Uh, It's involved in the the, uh, sourcing, fractionating, testing and supplying of human plasma-derived products worldwide. Uh, The division consists of bioplasma, plasma services, um, which operate in the United States, Australia, Asia and Europe. And the USA accounts for 68% of sales and Europe the other 32%. So it's a, it's a fairly big company in that area. And as, as we know, it's been in the news recently where the government has been negotiating with uh, this company for that uh, cervical cancer vaccine, uh, vaccine. Another one that comes to mind very quickly is cochlea. Cochlea, of course, the bionic ear. Mm, the bion- bionic ear. Now, this one's valued at about $3 billion market cap, whereas the other one, CSL, is about $11 billion. So they're fairly big companies. Cochlea, of course, is a manufacturer and marketer of the cochlea implants, which are used to stimulate hearing or impaired hearing. And as of October 2006... It has over 75,900 nucleus recipients and more than 1,000 clinics in over 80 countries worldwide. So remember, our companies are out there also in the world of finance and marketing and biting into these companies overseas. And another one that quickly comes to mind, of course, is Great Southern Plantations, trees. Now, what this one does, it it develops uh, forests of eucalypts, it acquires the land, establishes eucalypt plantations, and then manages these plantations on behalf of growers until harvesting. It packages land for leasing of grant rights to growers uh, to before the managed scheme comes to, to fore. Now, it's been around for quite some time. It was listed in 1999. So one would probably say that that's helping the environment. It's growing trees, and they're using those trees for products instead of having to cut down Existing uh, forests. Existing forests and so right. forth. So you'd okay. probably put that in. Now, that's got about 60,000 hectares, I believe, of eucalypt trees under management. And I think all up, total land holdings is approximately 174,000 hectares. And it harvests timber uh, into hardwood chip, which we use for paper and things like that. Uh, it's all right saying that we need these papers, but we don't want to chop trees down. Well, that's probably the only way we can get paper. And that misnomer that when we got into the electronic age of computers and we'd get rid of paper, I think that's... (laughs) 
we're producing more paper. I've never seen so much paper being produced. So, look, there are many of these companies, if you look at them, a lot of people say, well, banks would be in that sort of area. And then other people say, yeah, but hang on a sec, banks lend money to people who make weapons and all this sort of thing. I mean, but that's their business. So it's a matter of your opinion of what is an ethical company Mm -hmm. to invest in, an ethical company to invest in. And remember, I'm not talking about the management of the company. I'm talking about what the company does as far as its products are concerned. We ran out of time again. We're just up at that stage. Yes, we are out of time. And so that's Finance Talk Back for today. Well, next week we'll answer a lot of questions that people have phoned up about. Excellent. Too. So I hope you get in contact good. with our geodynamic gentleman from Western Australia. And of uh, course, from Brisbane, you say. can email your questions to Barry as well, finance at 2 com. Fantastic. Keep safe, everybody. Look forward to being with you next week.